0: Nerd alert, nerd alert, warning, nerd alert. This is a super nerdy podcast. Good morning, afternoon, or evening. You may delete as appropriate. My name is Chad Landman, and I'm here with your 52nd episode of the Ministry Bits podcast, empowering you to use technology to move the kingdom of God forward. And uh, we're going to be talking about something today that I'm really excited about. But first,. I really, really appreciate you being here, and I really, really appreciate you following us on Twitter, at ministrybits, all one word, facebook.com slash ministrybits. You can also go there. I announce shows there as well. Subscribe on iTunes. Don't forget to do that. And uh, you can also just go and listen and download individual episodes at your uh, leisure at chadl.co slash mbits. MBITS. And so this episode will be found, and the show notes will be found at chadl.co slash mbits slash 052. And uh, you'll want to make sure that you downloaded this in podcast, uh, excuse me, in Pocket Casts or download it into Overcast. If you're an Overcast user, which is free now, by the way, you should definitely get that. And you should definitely pay uh, Marco Arment a dollar for that podcast, the, the time saving feature. And the um, the feature to uh, remove silences Shortens your podcasts by minutes sometimes save you Saves you lots of seconds Listening to a lot of podcasts It's really great and It has this awesome volume boost thing That makes the podcast sound a lot better I actually used another podcast client For about a week And I was wondering why my, all the podcasts were so quiet And I thought, what in the world is going on? And it turns out Overcast has a really great volume booster So you can actually pay a dollar a month for that Give them 12 bucks a year, and uh, it's just a wonderful, wonderful little app. But it will be, so I say all that to say that the podcast now will be separated into chapters, especially this show, because this show is something that I have really, really looked forward to for, uh, been been looking forward to for a long time, and I've been trying to do it, and I've been putting it off ever since about episode 47, probably, 45 or 47 or something like that, and so it's been weeks and months That I've been putting this off because I've figured that there was other more important things that I wanted to talk about, especially that 50th episode with uh, answering your questions. Which, by the way, uh, we're going to have some really good episodes coming up uh, answering some of your questions here. But our episode today is called Plain Text Productivity for the Preacher, or The Preacher and Plain Text. Plain Text. What in the world? What is Plain Text? Well, Plain text is when you accidentally open. <laughs> for those of you who have always used Word and nothing but Word, uh, or micro, I, mean, I mean Microsoft Word or Pages on the Mac, uh, to do all of your sermon writing, all of your article writing, and all those different things. For those of you who have used that, it's the, the thing you accidentally open Notepad on your PC, or you accidentally open a Word file in uh, your your uh, text edit on the Mac for some reason, and it's unstyled and it looks terrible, or at least you think it looks terrible. I actually think it looks really cool. And you're like, oh, no, there's no bold. There's no italics. There's no headlines. There's no crazy papyrus font on here. I can't do what I want to. And you'd be wrong because plain text is actually very powerful. And see, I'm going to do the whole preacher thing today. I'm going to do the whole, we're going to have a lot of P's, you know, a a lot of, it's very powerful. It's very persuasive. It's very, You know, using all the P words, whatever. Anyway, nobody gets my jokes. It's fine. But this episode, we're going to talk primarily about why, and this is just, a, this is me basically selling you on plain text. I think that plain text is the best text. It's uh, the best way to write. It's the best way to take notes. It's the best way to uh, do a whole lot of anything. And um, any t- anytime you're working in text at all, and I think us as preachers work in text nonstop, whether it's just bullet points for our sermons, uh, whether it's taking down quick notes which we're going to talk about of so-and-so's in the hospital and she's in room such-and-such and, such and all these other different things. It's so, so flexible and so, so easy. We're, I'm going to give you some advantages here. I'm going to ask you why plain text, first of all. Why would anybody want to do this? Why would anybody want to use just plain text? Well, the reason why is that the infrastructure and the and the apps that have surrounded plain text have come a really long way, especially since it's so portable and so small to deal with on mobile devices, and on, like on iOS, on iPhones and iPads, Android phones, things like that. So a couple of advantages of plain text here. It's original. It's been around for a very, very long time. Uh, anytime you see code up on a screen, that's essentially plain text. It's a different type of file, maybe, associated with it, but it's written in plain text. Anytime you see a TV show, somebody's writing code, that's plain text. Uh, anytime you see something that was on an old computer screen, that where they have to sla- type in slash dir for directory and get the directory of every file on the computer on old old computers back in the early '80s and stuff, that's plain text. Uh, WordPerfect was just a modification of plain text for a really long time. It just allowed you to modify plain text and print it out. Uh, for the longest time, there wasn't any kind of styling. Uh, to plain text, and I say the difference between plain text and rich text. Anything that you do, whether or not you put any kind of bold, italics, underline, any of those things in Microsoft Word, you've still got a Microsoft Word file that is in rich text, and that adds all sorts of layers of complication and confusion on top of what all all you want to all you want to do. Excuse me, just convey the idea of you writing text on a page or text in a note. Um, So it's original. It's been around for a long time. It's going to be around for a a long, long time. The second thing is, is that uh, plain text is portable. And there's another, there's another word that starts with a P there. Plain text is portable. It'll work and can be read by any app. I was saying that about your browser, Uh, Google Chrome, um, Internet Explorer, um, all these different uh, Browsers will open a plain text file. Uh, Microsoft Word and Pages will open a a plain text file. Code editors, Notepad, uh, anything that you can think of almost will open a plain text file. Uh, In fact, sometimes they even use plain text files as like readme files uh, built within certain applications that don't have anything to do with like reading text files. So they're very, very small. They're very, very good. And that brings me up to my next point. They take up a tiny, tiny, tiny amount of space. They're very, very small. And there's a lot of advantages to that because one, it doesn't take up a lot of space on your hard drive, and two, it's easy to sync. And so when you're trying to sync on a bad connection in the middle of nowhere at a church and you've got one bar of LTE or one bar of 3G and the internet speed is so incredibly slow, you're not trying to sync a five megabyte File, you're trying to sync a five kilobyte file, which is very, very big deal. If you think about it, a gigabyte is a thousand megabytes. A thousand megabytes is, well, that's a lot of kilobytes. And so I've got, I just looked it up on my computer here. I've got 54 files, 54 text files in my current folder, what I'm working on, what I'm currently working on right now. Uh, probably need to clean that out. Probably, there's probably not a lot of them that are current, but even with 54 files, it's only 127 kilobytes, just a little over a tenth of one megabyte for 54 files. And so you're looking at 5, six, seven, eight, 10 kilobytes per file. Very, very uh, small files. Uh, and the best part, probably, about plain text, the best advantage is that it's future-proof. And I talked about this because it's been a long time already, but it'll work on anything in the future almost certainly. That is one of the things that when I'm writing all the things that I'm writing right now, I'm writing this digital parenting book that I'm trying to get ready. I'm trying to get to a certain word count on that. And I want that to be able to be read by all sorts of different applications in the future. I want that to be able to be read. How many times have you opened up a Microsoft Word document uh, and opened up an old Word document on a new version of Microsoft Word or vice versa? And it looks like a bunch of of Chinese or a bunch of gobbledygook. I mean, it's absolutely uh, horrendous. And you can't can't tell what it is. Either the file's been corrupted or it's opened by the wrong version. And you've got doc versus docx. And you've got, you know, all these other different things. You don't have to worry about that with plain text. You don't have to worry about that at all. The second, the the other thing I like to talk about is the it's got a robust app ecosystem. There's a ton of apps on iOS for iPad and iPhone that um, that work with plain text. And I want to point you. It's in the show notes. I want to point you to an excellent, excellent site called iText Editors. It's by a friend of mine, Brett Terpstra. Terpstra, excuse me. And he uh, he put this together, and it is just a phenomenal infographic website where you can click on different things, whatever features you want inside of a plain text app. Uh, he's going to have it on there, and he's got lists uh, lists of text editors that are available for iOS. Uh, there's a few for Android. We'll mention those here in a little bit. There's a few for Android that are pretty good. Uh, the first one being Draft. Draft is a lot like um, Editorial on iOS, and I'll talk about Editorial here in a little bit. But go to that. Link there, it'll be in the show notes, iText Editors. The cool thing about plain text is also is that it's editable. You can edit on the go. You don't have to PDF anything. You can actually, through different apps, make it look really nice. So it looks really nice and you're able to follow it in your notes while you're preaching or something like that. You can make last minute changes to lessons. Uh, you can sync through Drop Docs. You can sync through Google Drive. You can sync through any kind of other sync service that you want to, iCloud. Uh, it's really, really great to be able to edit those on the go and not have to have a permanent thing on there like I know so many preachers that bring up page files pages files or word files that have been PDF in their Dropbox that's fine but you can't edit those you can't make add a little note of something that you just thought of five minutes before your sermon while you're sitting there singing the song after the Lord's Supper it's just really really nice to be able to add those notes in there really really quickly and the last thing I think the big advantage is is it's very flexible like I said you can import plain, into, plain text into anything uh, you can import it into Word, Pages, Code Editors, Web Forms, Task Paper. We'll talk about Task Paper here in a little bit, but you can take your plain text, you can put it inside of Word, and it's it's there. You can style it. You can put it in a PDF and make it look really, really pretty if you want. It's your text. It's there, um, and it's not going to change. You can uh, keep the integrity and future-proof those files so that that text is there. What's really important is the text, not the font layouts, not the way that the the headline was, was arranged on your layout. It's the text that you want to look at and see. And um, you'll be able to look at that in 20 years and know exactly what it is. So some of the disadvantages as we go into working with plain text is that, like I said before, uh, it's got some limited styling options. Um, you can you can style through Markdown, and we'll talk a lot about Markdown here in just a few moments, uh, but you can paste very easily into other apps. But some apps uh, don't let you do bold, some don't let you do italics, some don't let you underline, strike through, any of those kinds of styling for text uh, make bigger text or smaller text. And uh, some of those—that's uh, dis- one of the biggest disadvantages that I see. And the other big disadvantage I see is this is just a this is just a nerdy thing. It's just a nerdy. It's so nerdy and so simple that some people don't or they won't just understand it. They don't understand. Well, I got Microsoft Word right here. Why are you using this, you know, thing to to do this with? And so that's it's kind of hard to understand for some people. But I'm I'm trying my best to explain it. Probably terribly today though. Uh, another disadvantage I think is, is you, you really have to have a need for a nested file structure and a sync system, uh, with this. And what I mean by that is that, uh, you have to have folders in Dropbox. Basically I have a folder, uh, folders upon folders upon folders, and it can get a little rowdy, uh, every now and then inside my Dropbox. But I know that every text file that I have is in the text files folder, and that I have d- divided into a ton of subfolders based upon how I structure my stuff. It, it, that's actually an advantage as well because you can structure it however you want to. Uh, I have a folder for events. I have a folder for Graymere, I have a folder for Bonnie. I have a folder for home. I have a folder for kids stuff. I mean, all sorts of different things. And so, but a nested file structure may turn some people off. We've gotten into this Apple wants you to not even worry about folders when they're looking at iOS devices. And now I'm telling you to look at folders. So, huh, the sync, um, syncing these files, for instance, you saving a file on your computer and it being uh, readily available on your iPad may may not be instant depending on your connection. Uh, I'm very blessed to have an LTE iPad. That's really nice to use. And I usually don't have to worry about that. But if you don't download that file, and you don't have a reliable internet connection when you get to a speaking engagement or something, you might not be able to download that file. You might not have a ability to download that file. And so very few times do we have that, but uh, it may not be instant through some various services. It may not be reliable, like iCloud. In the early days of iCloud, syncing through iCloud was not very reliable. Uh, the setup and the customization for all of these can be time-consuming. It can, can, can get kind of difficult. And so uh, that's some of the disadvantages of plain text, I can say. And I don't want to turn you off, but to me, plain text is perfect for preachers because we live in text, and I said that before. But it's not so much a need for spreadsheets or formatted materials all the time, but it's, most of our stuff is for internal use. Most of our stuff we're, we're pasting, we're copying from other different resources, and we're putting into our documents, and we're keeping these files and files and files of documents. How, uh, I, I love how awesome it is when somebody asks me, Hey, do you have do you have something prepared that you can say like a devo or something? You can give us a five minute thought like at a church camp or a retreat or um, something happened to someone who can't do the devo tonight and you need to. And I can pull out my iPad, open up Editorial, and search a term or go to my devos folder and find all the devos that people haven't heard. Pull up one of those and it's done. It's right there with me in the palm of my hand and it didn't take any time at all. So I really, really do love plain text. I want to tell you uh, next about how to get started. And uh, no matter what platform you're on, I think I've made this clear, plain text is supported there. Uh, if you're on a PC, if you're on a Mac, it's supported. If you're on iOS, it's definitely supported. If you're on Android, it's supported. It's there. It's it, You've got support there for it. So let me just tell you about some of the apps that I use, and then I'll talk about specifically my workflow. Uh, but on the Mac, I use a combination. Uh, I used to use ByWord. ByWord is an excellent app, uh, very, very simplistic uh, very allows you to write really, really well. It's a very simple app. It syncs with Dropbox, syncs all the text files in your Dropbox. TextEdit is another one that I use to jot down quick notes on my Mac as well. It's built right into the Mac. It comes with every single Mac. It's just called TextEdit. Um, and I use, I've use. come to use a brand new app that I've found called Typora, T-Y-P-O-R-A. Uh, in this app is just, I'm reading it. I'm reading from it right now on my screen. I'm reading my notes. Uh, Typora is just... Phenomenal! Uh, it is the plain text editor that I always wanted. Now you could probably uh, use Byword, use uh, any kind of other plain text editor. Ia Writer is also a good one. Uh, Ia Writer's ten dollars. It's really good. Um, very similar to Byword. It just looks a little bit differently. But both of them sync with Dropbox. They sync with um, they sync the text files and they do Markdown. And we'll talk more about Markdown here in a minute. But on the PC, you've got Notepad, obviously, you, and you've got Notepad++, you know, and those different apps right there. Notepad is built right into the PC, every single PC, even the new Windows 10 ones have Notepad in them. There's also one called File Notes that allows you to kind of browse your files in a nice little thing. I've actually used it on, uh, on a Windows laptop that we have here at work, and File Notes is actually really, really great. It's one word, File Notes. On iOS, like I said, there's a ton of of apps. Byword is actually available on iOS as well, as so is IA Writer. So both of those apps are universal across the platform, Mac and iOS. Uh, one that's not available on the Mac that I wish was is Drafts, and I talked to, I've talked about Drafts before, but Drafts is where. All of my text starts, whether it's a a short little note that I'm writing down somebody's phone number or whether it's a a novel that I'm starting to write or a big project that I'm starting to write on or a big article or something, Uh, that's where it all starts. We're going to have a whole drafts show eventually when I get to it, but drafts is just incredible for syncing and using text in uh, documents. They've They've also got a nice little feature now. Driving down the road, I have so many ideas on road trips sometimes. And they've got a little microphone icon when you bring the app up and it'll just record what you say, translate it into words and then it'll save it into your inbox. And so it's kind of an inbox uh, thing that I use to filter out almost like a to-do list. It's really, really great. Drafts is, is amazing. You really should check it out. Uh, I use editorial uh, on iOS on my iPad and iPhone as well uh, to view my text files. That's mainly what I preach from, what I teach from, uh, what I write in most of the time. Uh, It's a fantastic app. It's got a lot of powerful Pythonista features, Uh, not Pythonista, Python features, Python scripts and things like that. I don't even use all that stuff. Um, It is just a very powerful editor for me. It looks really nice. There's a lot of choices for font sizes, for font styling, for how headlines look and how bullet points look and things like that. It's really, really great. Uh, Like I said, ByWord, obviously, is on iOS. There's one that's uh, pretty new called OneRider, and I haven't really been able to use it all that much. I did buy it, and I did use it for a few days, but OneRider, number one rider, one word. It's it's a really great app as well, and a lot of people just swear by it, so check that out as well. On the Android side, uh, there's going to be one called Draft, not to be confused with iOS Drafts, but Draft, just flat draft right there and it's actually looks a lot like editorial it's got a file browser there it syncs with dropbox and you can pull up your text files and everything doesn't look all that great markdown x to me looks a little bit better that's just one word markdown x and you can write in markdown in these apps and it's really really great Uh, sync with dropbox is probably your best option um Google Drive has been around for a long time now, but they just don't handle syncing the same way that Dropbox does, and I found Dropbox to be the greatest thing ever. If you have a free Dropbox account you've got two gigabytes of space, that is more than enough for probably 200,000 text files if you actually fill it up, and there's no way you're going to fill that up. So iCloud is also an option to sync on iOS and the Mac, and uh, that's, a been, that's become a lot more reliable in, uh, in recent days. But I'll just tell you a lot about um, what I use as far as my workflow. And you can find all these notes, by the way, at chadlco slash mbits slash 052. And I invite you to go there because all the show notes are going to be within the podcast browser. And they're also going to be here. All the links, all the different notes that I'm reading from right now that I'm, I'm trying to get across to you here. But what I use, what do I use? Well, I've already mentioned a lot of the things that I use already. I use Dropbox. Dropbox is where everything starts. All of my nested files live there. I have them organized in, in a way that I can find what I need to do, find what I need to do. I, can, I have an archive. I have an I even have a folder called repo that I just throw text files that I have no idea where they go or what they do or what they have to do with anything, but they hardly take up any space, so I just throw them in there. And I probably have somewhere around 4,000, uh, 4,200 text files. Um, little bits. Some of them just have one, two lines of text on them. Others have, you know, three thousand words. And so I've got a lot. I write, I write a lot, and a lot of stuff you don't see. A lot of stuff I, I teach. A lot of classes, and do a lot of different things. So uh, it, I've, I love Dropbox for storing all my stuff. It's where everything starts, and um, it saves all my files. That's one thing that that you have to do is when you sync. When you're writing on your Mac or you're writing on your PC, you hit that Command S or you hit save because it has to save the file to sync it back to Dropbox. And so if you get in a hurry, you leave your computer and you didn't save that file, it didn't save the changes or it didn't auto save those changes, that could be a problem for you as well. That could be one of the disadvantages of plain text. But you have to make sure that you save those files so that they sync back up with Dropbox. I talked about a little bit about Typora. Typora is in beta right now. And you can go to type and find that, and you can download that. And it's on the Mac is where everything usually starts for me. Um, most of 90%, I guess, 80 to 90% of my stuff starts on the Mac. I'm working on the Mac. I've got a desktop. Uh, um, I've got a laptop computer co- hooked up to a nice Dell monitor. And it's just really great to be able to work in a, on a nice big screen and write with my clicky keyboard. And it's just it's just really, really great. And um Looking at Typora is just the the text editor that I've always wanted because I can just customize it to my heart's content. I can do anything I want to with it, and the best part is is when you're writing in Markdown on it. We'll talk about Markdown here in just a second, I promise. Um, when you write down when you write in Markdown on it, it it doesn't it lets you see like for instance if a um, if a hash like you're doing a hashtag if a hash signals a headline. As soon as I write that headline and hit return, that hash disappears. I don't see all the markdown syntax, which is really great because I just see what's styled here, but I'm still working in it. Still a working document. It's really, really great. Editorial is not the same though. uh, It's on iOS and Android. I'm sorry, excuse me, iOS and, um, well, well, I meant to say iPad and iPhone. And you can see all the styled things. You can see the plus marks for the bullet points. You can see the hash marks for the headlines and so on and so forth. But that's okay because it looks really, really great. It's $9.99. It's available, like I said, on iPhone and iPad. It's where mainly I manage and view all my text files uh, on iOS devices. The most powerful feature of editorial, though, is that search is built right in. There's a little bitty search field up there. And if I'm in a certain folder, if I've got all my folders there with all 4,000-some-odd text files, I can search one term, faith. And it'll come up with every instance of faith inside the text file and in the title of the text file. And I can search that term, whatever notes I have either collected or written myself, it's all there. It's really, really wonderful. Uh, The last one that I use is Task Paper on the Mac. It's $24.99, but it's worth every penny. And it's just a task manager. And I know what you're saying. What, what happened to OmniFocus? Well, this is what I use for project management where I have just a bunch of lists of things to do. Uh, and it's, I, it's where I manage most of my to-do lists. And the great thing about this is is when I turn to iOS, I sync the to-do list uh, file with my Dropbox, and it goes all the way over to um, editorial on the iPad and iPhone, and, which has task paper support. Task paper is actually a kind of file that you can use check boxes, you can uh, color code different things in the app, you can uh, prioritize different things with colors and different things, it's really, really great. I'm gonna show you a screenshot of that on the notes as well, but Task is really cool. It's a neat app on my Mac, lets me keep up with uh, certain tasks, let me mark them done, and it tells me exactly when I got them done. It's really, really wonderful. So that's kind of what I use, that's what the apps that I use in my workflow. And uh next we're going to be talking about um markdown. So what is markdown? Um markdown is where everything ties together uh here and it allows it really if it weren't for markdown let me just say this if it weren't for markdown I would not be um a user of plain text. I would just, you know, I can't just write in normal plain text. But Markdown allows you to style. It's a way of writing styled plain text. If that makes sense, uh, it's a way of writing styled plain text while still maintaining the integrity of a plain text document. Meaning you can open it on anything and all that you're going to see uh, in the future. Like for instance, um, a few simple things. If you put an asterisk, I hope I hope I'm saying that right. Asterisk. If you put an asterisk, uh before and after a word or a phrase everything inside of that will be italicized if you put a double asterisk everything inside of that word or phrase will be bolded and while that sounds a lot like well why why would I why would I want to do that why don't I just use microsoft word well the the reason behind that is is that you're going to be able to open this document in 30 40 50 years on any computer system and it still will be readable because the the formatting There's no beta data. It's so simple. Um, And and I'll explain a little bit more for that. But if you try to open the same Microsoft Word document in 10, 20, 30 years, it's it's probably not going to work. Try opening a Microsoft Word 2003 document in uh, Microsoft Word 2013. It, It will not display correctly most of the time. Um, Microsoft has gotten a lot better about that, but, um, still with previous versions, especially, uh, versions that are 10 years old or more, it's just, it's just terrible. And so it's a way of writing styled plain text, and it allows you to style your text while still maintaining the integrity of a plain text file. Um, it was created in 2004, uh, by John Gruber. It's an open standard. He, he just kind of put it out there and a lot of apps use it, especially a lot of iOS apps use it. The app I'm using, Typora right now, it actually uses it, It's um, and Typora is a little bit different because it doesn't even show you those things. Like for instance, if I wanted to do a bullet point, I'd put a dash, or I'd put a, uh, a plus symbol for a bullet point, and it just shows me a nice bullet point. Well, and for a headline, for like a headline, a different size headline, uh, for like a header, I would put um, a hash mark, a hashtag, And it doesn't show me the hashtag though, but it styles the text to make it look like it's there. So I'll I'll include a couple of screenshots. It's really, really nice. Um, But Tapura is really great. But pages, you think about all the the word processing applications, Uh, pages, Word, Excel, Publisher, Scrivener. I know some of those aren't word processors, but some of them have rich text in them. They have their own formats. They have their own metadata inside those formats. And every file that you make Uh, it's going to have its own metadata in it and Markdown includes, it's not, there's no metadata whatsoever. It's just like plain text. So even if it's a Markdown file rather than a .txt file, a .md file rather than a .txt file, it's still just going to be plain text. They're the same. And so that's one of the major, major advantages and Markdown enables you to really have a powerful, uh, just a nerdy power user kind of thing going on. And so I really, really, really want to to encourage you to look that up, look up different things. At Mark, writing in Markdown is, is very, very easy. It's not like coding at all. Uh, like I said, you just use hashtags and asterisks, and, and dashes. You can get really complicated using brackets and making links and different images and posting images in line and things like that. You can still do images and you can still do links and stuff in your, uh, in Markdown, in a plain text file. You can still do that and make them hyperlinks. But it's, it's really, really great. I, I invite you to go look at that uh, as well. That's, a, that's Markdown. There's a couple of different flavors of Markdown. There's multi-Markdown. There's a couple of different things that people have kind of forked off of Markdown. Just stick with regular old Markdown. Just really do that. And download Typora. If you have a Mac, uh, you'll find it's just such an easy, uh, simple way uh, to, to write in Markdown. And once you start writing in Markdown and how simplistic it looks and how wonderful it looks, you I don't think you'll go back um, so, a little bit of uh kind of a conclusion just to kind of wrap everything up and I know this episode has been a little bit nerdy and a little bit more involved than maybe you wanted to, but you know, I love plain text because I know plain text and i 've been working in it for several years now uh, it's it's original it 's small it 's not going anywhere it 's portable uh you It can be read by any app it 's small it takes up a tiny 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 amount of space on uh, on whatever syncing system you use Dropbox Google Drive. Any of those types of things. The best part is it's future-proof. Uh, you can absolutely um, open it on anything. If I haven't made that abundantly clear, that's the main reason I'm using this. Is because I don't want to have to switch apps in the future. I don't want to have to switch apps in a couple of years because Evernote uh, collapsed because they don't have um, good funding or simple note, uh, is no longer supported by the developer. I just don't want to have to deal with any of that because, uh, I want to be able to have my files in my syncing system. I don't think Dropbox is going anywhere. And even if they do, I could still, uh, use Google drive or some other, uh, even box. I could use box if I wanted to, uh, to, to sync with all the different things. But You think about that and and these apps are going to be to utilize plain text are going to come and go, but plain text is going to remain the same. And that's what's always important to me. So uh, I don't want to have to, anytime I go abandon plain text, anytime I go to a note syncing service, whether it's Apple notes or back to simple note, or even use an Evernote or something like Microsoft OneNote, which are all phenomenal, great programs, by the way great, great applications to use and great services to use. And I'm not going to discourage you from using them. All I want to say is that if you live in text, then you should be exploring the option of using plain text for those different things. I love it. And I know if you give it a chance, you'll love it too. So that has been the show today. Thank you so much for uh, tuning in. And uh, if you have any questions about any of this, it can get pretty nerdy. Uh, but if you have any questions, be sure to hit me up, um, email me at chad.landman, L-A-N-D-M-A-N at gmail.com. You can find the show notes and different things. I'm going to put some screenshots and all the actual notes that I used from this uh, this podcast in plain text form, of course, on my website at chadl.co slash mbits slash 052. This is the 52nd episode, and we thank you so much for listening, and you guys go out and have a good week. Bye-bye.